morning everyone i'm excited to be here as always and uh actually i think it was last week maybe i always forget when i'm supposed to be preaching if it's the third or the fourth and uh friday friday night or saturday night of last week i went <gasps> am i supposed to preach pastor mark nazeo is preaching am i preaching and so i had this in my mind as a just in case um, so I've been waiting for a while now to share it with you. It actually came to me as I was teaching at the Sozo home because I finally realized that there's not enough time in the week to prepare three, sometimes four messages. And, uh, so I stopped preparing things and I just started preparing in prayer and showing up to the Sozo and we just picked up where we left off and every week as... The Lord is feeding them. The Lord is feeding me. And I'm teaching as I'm being taught. And it's been a really amazing experience to learn that I can rest in Christ and still be used by Christ. Um, and so I do the same thing on Friday nights. But this is one of those things that occurred to me literally as I was teaching it. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, today we're going to be talking about a healthy body. So I hope you're wearing comfortable clothes. No. Um, a healthy church body. And I have a quote from A.W. Tozer, a very famous uh, Christian author and pastor. It says, 100 religious persons knit into unity by careful organization does not constitute a church any more than 11 dead men make a football team. The first requisite is life. Always. And so there is a there is spiritual life that we have to be given by God to be part of the body. And I'm thankful that we have received it. Um, but with that saying, not everyone within the congregations of churches has received that spiritual life. So thinking about our own, uh, our own physical bodies, you know, if we want to be healthy, we have to have healthy practices. Right? We have to have understand what to eat, what not to eat. Um, we have to know how to discipline ourselves enough with exercise or doing certain things just to keep us functioning. And uh, just as we need healthy cells and healthy practices, there are also those things which can harm us. Right? Um, plants you don't want to eat. There are bacteria, viruses, molds, all these things that that we can't even see that can secretly come in and begin to tear down and, and harm our body. So it's the same thing with the spiritual body, which is the, which is the body of Christ. In fact, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2 says, to me, a good description of what the body of Christ is, to the church of God, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all who in every place Call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. So a beautiful description of the church body. Everybody, everywhere, right, who calls on the Lord Jesus. So as a body, not only do we spiritually have to understand what does it mean to be healthy, um, what are those good practices and, and ways we can nourish the body to grow, but we also have to be alert to the enemies of our overall health, many of which come in unseen. 
So that's what we're going to be talking about today. First uh, John 2, verses 18 through 23. John writes, Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, then they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know the truth, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is, an, is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. And he who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So, <coughs> what, what are the enemies of church health? Right, so we talked about just as uh, just as our physical bodies, we can have these things, bacteria and viruses and such, that come in unseen, you know, and that can create in a body healthy cells and destructive or unhealthy cells. In the same way, in the church, in the body of Christ, there are good and healthy. There are good and healthy cells, and there are the not so good and healthy cells. Okay, but we see that in two ways. There are those who have and are indwelt with the Holy Spirit of Christ, who he gives freely to all who call upon him, right? And then there are those, and as, as harsh as it sounds, it's just, it's the plain truth, there are those who walk in the spirit of the Antichrist, and they come in secretly, and as a church body, we have to be aware, we have to be alert, not only for ourselves, but for the health of the whole body, and that's beyond the reach of the friendship Bible walls. So, it's interesting, most, pe- most people are familiar with the idea of the Antichrist, that he's going to come during the tribulation, and he's going to work, you know, uh, in the power of Satan, and, and come against God's people, until at the end, Jesus comes and throws him into the eternal lake of fire. But, I want you to look at this. First John chapter 4, verse 3, says, And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming, and guess what? And is now already in the world. So, it's interesting, just as our salvation in Christ is and is continuing and will, will, will come, if, if you follow me. So the spirit of the Antichrist, who is coming, is already at work amongst people. Okay? But not only in the world, but in the church. And this is, this is the focus of the message that many times these people, they don't come in or come against the church from the outside. They appear and manifest within the body itself. So we have to be alert, and we have to be prepared. 
Join with me again in 1 John uh, 2, verses 18 and 19, where John writes, again, that the Antichrist is coming, and even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know it is the last hour. But notice this. He says that they went out from us, and they, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be manifest that none of them were of us. So, it's very interesting that they started in the church. It would make sense to me if he said, well, you know, those, those shady people that you let into the church, they caused a whole lot of trouble. And so we kicked them out. But that's not what he says. He says, they went out from us to prove, to make manifest that they weren't of us. And you know, the word antichrist means the adversary of, in short, the adversary of Christ. But it can also simply mean against Christ or in place of Christ. So the first line of defense for us is to understand that Jesus, even in Matthew 7, tells us to beware of false prophets, which I think this extends far past people claiming to be prophets, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inside are ravenous wolves. The fact that they come in sheep's clothing, what are we, what are we likened to in the scripture? Sheep. God's our shepherd. Which Pastor Mark reminds us that that's not a good description, but that's what we are. And these men, they come and they look like sheep. They look like Christians. They act like Christians. They talk like Christians. They do a lot of the same things Christians do. But it's the inside. Inside, they're ravenous wolves. The deception starts inward. So there are three ways, however, that the spirit of the Antichrist reveals itself and will reveal itself within the church. Three ways, okay? The first way is by denying him vocally. There, when Jehovah Witnesses knock on your door or Mormons knock on your door, oh yeah, Jesus, we love Jesus. Oh yeah, let us talk to you about Jesus. But the further you go, they don't accept him as the living God. He's something else. And so members of the church, even within the church, may, oh, yeah, Jesus, God, yeah, 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 okay. But it may come down to it where they really don't believe he's the Messiah. They don't believe he's the living God. And they will vocalize it. They will vocally deny either that Jesus is the Christ, that he rose again, or the fullness of who he is. And that is the first way that the spirit of Antichrist will reveal himself. First John 2, 22 and 23, what we've already read, he says, who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. For if anyone denies the Son, they don't have the Father either. And also even Peter writes in 2 Peter 1, 3, that there were also false prophets, listen, among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction, 
and many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle and their destruction does not slumber. So we see that this isn't just, okay, there's going to be some people amongst the church that don't believe. Well, go figure, right? No, these are people who will come in and they will start influencing the other members of the church. They will start influencing the younger generation. They will walk in the name of Friendship Bible or Trinity Bible. Oh yeah, I go to that. And they'll start talking to people at Hastings in the coffee shop. And people will begin to follow what they say. And that is destructive. That's destructive. I have, a, I have some friends who I started talking about Christ and man, I couldn't get them to come to a home church for the life of me. But as they're learning to pray and talking about God, finally, I, I asked them one day, I hadn't talked to them a couple weeks. So, hey, man, are you still praying? Oh, yeah, we pray. And you know, it's actually, it's really cool. I'm like, what? Well, some Jehovah Witnesses dropped by our house and started talking to my wife. And now they come over every Monday. And I mean, they read the Bible too. And I'm like, oh, good Lord. Kill me now. Just, <laughs> was it that easy? All I had to do was go to just go to their house one day. Um, and so it's, it's dangerous. Right. So the first way the, the, the spirit of the Antichrist will reveal himself is vocally. However, the second way, because there are a lot of people that can talk a real smooth talk. I hear it too much, unfortunately. They're hard to talk to because they have all the right answers. And you know they don't believe a word they're saying, but they have all the right answers. But the second way that the spirit of the Antichrist will reveal himself is by action. By action right? I was talking with Pastor Mark a while back about a quote I was going to use in, in, on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'll die for Jesus. I would die for Jesus. And that's the, that's the question everybody wants to ask, right? If there was a gun to your head, would you deny Christ? I think for us who really believe, that's kind of an easy question. I, I have confidence that the spirit of Christ within me would allow me to testify, even in those circumstances. The hard question is are you willing to live for Christ today? That's the hard question. So they will deny him by action. Second Timothy chapter three, first seven verses. It says, but know this, in the last days, which John has said we are in, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, They'll be boasters, they'll be proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. These men are unthankful, they're unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control. Brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. This is the tough part, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning. I said, they'll talk, they, they, they can quote just as much scripture as some of us. Always learning, never able to come to the truth. 
Jesus says back in Matthew 7, you'll know them by their fruits, not their claims, not the word apostle on their business card, by their fruits. The third way that the spirit of the Antichrist reveals himself, and this one, when it starts happening, it gets pretty obvious, is trying to take Christ's place. And this still happens. I was just watching a video about a year ago about a guy who, this was in another country, who claimed to be Jesus, claimed to be the Messiah, kind of looked like Jesus actually, wore a robe and the long hair, and he had very wealthy people who bought into his lie, and they bought land out in the country, and all these families went and lived together and worked together and did everything, and they'd follow him out to the mountainside, and he would preach, and he claimed he was the Messiah. And that was their little cult. Matthew 24, verses 4 and 5, Jesus says, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many, that's a scary, that's a scary thought, many will come in my name, saying I am the Christ, and they will deceive many. That's not like it might happen. Jesus says this is, this is the reality. Many are coming many will be deceived because of this spirit. In Matthew 24, same chapter, verses 23 and 24, then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Which is not possible, thank God, but if possible. So this is the spirit of the Antichrist. He comes in and he comes in to the body. He shows up as a member of the body. And he tries to imitate being a part of that body. But he brings with him corruption, sin, and falsehood. And just like our physical body, you know, cancer spreads. It doesn't just hang out, right? Bacteria affects the health of other cells. And did you know that there are even viruses that duplicate healthy cells so they go on unnoticed and continue to break down the body more and more and more? That's what Satan does. So to finish this off, okay, well, what does it mean to be a healthy church then? You have a healthy body, a healthy immune system. It's a whole lot easier to fight off those things, right? And if you're aware of you know, I need to cook pork if I'm going to eat it so I don't get parasites. It's easier to deal with those issues. So what does it mean for us as a spiritual body? Well, we need to be aware. Again, going back to Matthew 7, Jesus says you'll know them by their fruits, okay? And to understand how this, this spirit works. But we also need healthy practices. And I want you to notice that in 1 John 2, like I said, that these men weren't kicked out. It doesn't say we asked them to leave, or that we gathered together a witch hunt. It says they went out from us. Now, when I read that at the Sozo home, suddenly it hit me, wow. What was it about their church that caused those men to leave? Because if you're going to start with a form of religion, being in a church where people don't know any better is probably the best place to be but they went out from the church. And so I had to ask myself, why? 
And this is the culmination of this whole, whole mes- message. I figured there must have been something about that church, something so pure, so genuine, so filled with the Spirit, that they could not stand it. They could not hide, they could not deceive, and they had to leave. Because darkness cannot be comfortable in the presence of light. It's, it's in fact, the exact opposite, right? So they had to leave. So what was it about this church that created such an atmosphere? Well, I think the key, and this is uh, the last scripture we're going to read. The key, I think, is in Acts 2, verses 41 through 47. This is a description of the, the early church right after the first 5,000 people came to Christ through Peter's witness. And I believe that this church was probably functioning in this same manner still. And notice how it characterizes it. It says, Then those who were gladly received his word were baptized. About that, that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship. So not only are they steadfastly in the word, but they're doing it together. In the breaking of bread and in prayers. I'm going to jump down to verse 44. Now all who believed were together and they had all things in common. They sold their possessions and goods, divided them among all as anyone had need. And so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their church daily those who were being saved. And here's the thing. As we continue steadfastly in the word and praying for God to grow us and give us discernment, and we're doing it together, as we're walking out our faith and not just speaking about it, as we're holding each other accountable, as we're gathered together with one mind, suddenly these things, there's, these things manifest. One of the things I've learned is that the higher the level of accountability, the quicker people leave my Bible studies, leave my house, leave wherever I'm at. They might hang out for a little while, but when they realize, hey, we're serious, they leave. I don't ask them to leave. They just leave. And see, there, there are plenty of people who can claim Christ and can come to a church and sit down and raise their hand and go home. But when there has to be fruit and they don't have any, it's very uncomfortable. And there's plenty of people who can do good works and have deceptive theologies. But when they're not one-on-one, when they're in the midst of a body who is founded in the word and who loves Jesus and is building each other up and correcting each other in love, those things, they come out and they get caught real quick. We had that at man church one night. Some guy stood up, claimed to be a prophet from Revelation 11 and yada, yada, yada. And that didn't last very long, okay? And did we kick him out? No. What did he do? He literally turned around and ran out. All because we confronted him with truth. That's it. Nobody attacked him. Nobody kicked him out. We just said, no, that, well, not we, he. Pastor Mark said, no, that's not truth. This is truth. 
And he freaked out and left. Huh. And very quickly, those spirits have no place left to hide. Because if a whole room is filled with light, there can be no darkness. So, what I want to leave you with from this message is pretty simple. Just as these people continuing unified in the body and word and truth had a, had a powerful witness, right? We have to have that same spiritual discipline, that same nourishment in our body to keep us healthy and to be healthy as part of the larger church, which we are part of, rather we see it or not, right? I'm sure my toe cells don't have much to do with my shoulder cells up here, but they're part of the same body, whether they see each other or not. But here's the thing. The health of your body starts at a cellular level. Did you know that? So what does that mean for us? That means it starts with me. That means the health of this body starts with you and with you and with you in your own life. Okay? Because if each part is not healthy and strong, how can the whole body be healthy and strong? It's, it's almost too simple. So I just want to encourage us to be alert and to look first at our own health spiritually. How are we doing being in unity? Which, by the way, I think we're doing great on all this. So don't, don't think I'm harping on anything because I'm just preaching the word. How are we doing individually in unity and continuing steadfastly in the doctrine, in prayers, and breaking of bread and in doing these things and being generous in our hearts to give as people have need. The second thing I want you to consider this week is how do you think, personally, how do you think our, our church body as a whole here is doing with those things? Again, I think we're doing pretty good. but Consider those things. Pray about those things and ask Christ to strengthen those things here. To strengthen those things here. Because I want the Lord to continue producing a church here that bears a witness strong enough to save souls. To teach, that teaches wisdom strong enough to edify believers. And to have a church that bears light so strongly that it casts out all darkness. And I'm pleased to say that I've seen that here. And so that we can all be united in doing this and strengthening one another and strengthening the believers we come into contact outside these walls for the glory of Christ, our King. Right? Because he's the truth. He's the way. He's the life. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for my brothers and sisters in this room today. And Father, I pray that you continue to strengthen us, Lord, in unity, in love of one another. Father, that we continue to be generous um, by your own spirit, by your own working, that you would increase us in, in understanding your word. That we would remember each other in prayer throughout the week as we do Sunday mornings, Lord. That, Father, you would foster fellowship with us that extends past the church where we can be like that church in the temple and house to house. And that we can be ready that when people come in and they're confused and they're lost, we can love them and lead them to you. But also when those people come in secretly, destructively, that, Father God, that your spirit would be so at work here that they would run themselves out.
So, Father, I just pray that you'd be glorified in all of us and bless us by your power and mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.